Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and this is Brett Ridgway with another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show. Each week, I will be chatting with industry insiders, asking them about their speaking journey, asking them to share some keys to their success along the way, as well as asking them to bare their soul a little bit and share some of the mistakes that they made along the way. But my guest today is a, a lady that I met, gosh, 15 years ago, maybe? I don't remember exactly, but Adrian Ashley is a veteran with 30 years in the industry, both in front of and behind the camera. Adrian Ashley's ability to put a unique perspective on mentoring startups and advising global investment firms is focused on the world of NFTs and blockchain, which is a world I know nothing about, Adrian. From shooting her first feature film in eight days, it went on to win awards around the globe for two years to launching a TV development platform to give content creators greater control that put her talk show on national broadcast television in just four months. She has a passion and an eye for what's next and has populated the projects that she has championed. Welcome, Adrienne Ashley, to the Spotlight on Speaking show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. You are one of my favorites. So when you asked, of course, I said yes. Well, I so appreciate you being here. And, you know, like, you, like I said, you dabble in a world that I frankly know nothing about, but uh, you weren't in that always. So let's go back a little bit in the past and... Uh, you know, when, when you first got into speaking, what was the impetus to do that? And what subject or subjects did you focus your uh, speaking on? I mean, how, how far do we got to go back, Adrian? <laughs> oh, well, a really long time. But I think I really got majorly into it uh, when I got into a little tussle with Jeremy Stoppelman of Yelp because they deleted my account and called me a spammer and I got a little pissy. Uh, so I launched Yelp-sucks.com and Yelplawsuit.com in five days, got Within five days, uh, we got national negative news stories, five of them on Yelp mentioning me and them. I'm like, you should have read my reviews. I'm kind of good at this. <laughs> so uh, I was all about influence, social media, reputation management, small business. Um, I've been mentoring startups for decades. Um, so that's really where I was at. And then 10 years on the motivational speaking circuit, working with entrepreneurs and coaches and leaders really teaching them not only how to amplify their their revenue streams, but really how to amplify their voice on all of the new social platforms. Because at the time, social media was like very, very new. And my reach was enormous. Uh, in 2015, it was like 110 million globally, 74 million in the US. 
So I always like to say there's three types of speakers primarily. You have your, your keynote speaker who's paid a fee to go in and speak to a corporation or an association. You yeah. have your platform seller who's, who speaks for free, pays no expenses, but hopes to sell something in the back of the room to generate yeah. the revenue. Or you have the speaker who is basically a, a content provider to build brand awareness for whatever it is they have on the back end, but they're not directly selling from the platform at that time. So which of those worlds have you dabbled in and which, do you, like the which do you like the which do you like the best? And I like the last one the best because it's no pressure. Um so the the keynote one is is interesting and I do get asked to do those and get brought in to do those. Um but most of the time those speaking gigs are for brands and I like to to call them like smuckers brands, so very family friendly. Uh, you know, I'm dressed very conservatively because I knew that Brett's show goes out to, you know, those people. But I normally look like a hacker who, if I stood too close to you, um, I could probably hack your phone and steal all your stuff. And I used to break into banks for a living. That was my job in 2000 when online banking first started. Um, working for the banks, like not literally stealing, uh, but penetration testing and security testing. So I can. <laughs> so, but I generally look more like a punk rocker. Uh, and and I live in the crypto world. So Keynote is harder now because it's, um, I, I swear a lot <laughs> in no. real life. I'm trying to be very PG today. So I'm, I'm filtered and slightly decaffeinated. So, you know, I'm making a big effort. But Keynote is, is good for one thing. Um, Keynote is great if you have a book. Um, that's actually the very best thing. And when you're looking at writing your book, uh, looking at an eye towards every chapter being a potential keynote, uh, that will make you more money if that's your direction, if you want to go keynote. Platform sales, I did a lot, do a lot of personal development in order to make that work for me. So um, I had this, this uh, money belief. Every time I asked for money on stage, it made me feel like a hooker because why would I charge so much money when it was easy and it made me happy. It was so pleasurable to do the work. Like work is fun for me. So I had to get over that. And because it just, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel right, right? So I had to get over that. And I did a lot of uh, personal development work, breakthrough work, all the woo-woo stuff. Uh, and I'm not woo, but it needed to be done. So I could easily roll off my tongue that something was $5,000. Now I can easily roll off. I'm $25,000 a month. So there we go. Uh, without batting an eyelash, giving any negative micro expressions or anything. So you have to be, for platform sales, there's a, a trick to it. So a friend of mine did platform training <clears throat> for a number of years and he, he came and worked with me for VIP days and, and it's like a waveform, right? Neutralize the room, take them up, take them down, take them higher, take them lower, take them really, really high, crash them and then send them to the back of the room to buy. Believe it or not, that works. And it's just about how you architect your story because the entire thing is stories. Um, and that worked. And then I started just crushing it. I did like my first time doing that keynote and my first time uh, using that formula, I did $68,000 in a room with 50 people. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and content is what I like now. So now I speak all over the world at all the major conferences. Uh, sometimes I get paid. Sometimes they cover travel and um, hotel. Sometimes they don't. Uh, then I usually have a sponsor that does, but I get to talk. So I was, I'm actually currently, I was in 2019, then 
not in COVID because I didn't travel and I'm back up to number one woman in blockchain influencer in the world. So what that does for me is it allows me to speak. It allows me to be all of me, which is too much and a lot on stage. And then the minute I leave stage, I get puppy piled by potential clients. So then I just work with clients. So there's speaking is literally your key to the kingdom, depending on what you want to do. There is a formula that will make you so much more money because you will have deal flow leads and whatever it is you're looking for. You can architect a talk. My girlfriend, Carrie Hagen-Smith uh, does these things called the 20 minute pickup line. So if you're a local person and you want local clients speaking at the chambers of commerce and everybody who has a luncheon and e-women and all these other things, you get a 20 minute speaking talk. So you have to figure out what it is that you do that they're desperate to learn about or need. And then you create and craft a 20 minute pickup line that basically makes everybody in the room give you their phone number and say, follow up with me. So that's another, that's kind of the content idea, but for more local. So I have to give a quick shout out here. So here's probably a book you recognize. I do. And do you know that they just make, did you see the Instagram? This girl teaches people how to speak and she literally gave a shout out. I didn't even know she was going to do it. I just got tagged on Instagram and she's got like buku followers. So you have I have to send that to me. I haven't seen that. So, oh, I will. Uh, you should have seen an uptick in the sales. <laughs> so I got to ask you, Adrian. So you've, you've spoken in all the various venues, keynote, uh, platform seller, content provider, whatever. You know, pick one and, and tell me what you think your three biggest keys to success in that particular speaking outlet have been. Platform, because most people are looking to do platform. If you don't have a reputation and you're not a celebrity uh, or or really niche down and an expert in that thing, getting booked as a keynote is a lot more difficult. Getting booked on content stages like I'm doing, you kind of have to also be famous. So Platform sales is something that you can own and control and decide to do today, regardless of the, the number of years you've been speaking. So my three keys here. First one, shout out to Brett. I kid you not, this is the least expensive, most impactful thing you can possibly do if you are doing platform sales. Ostensibly, you're going to be giving them some information and they are going to be taking notes. Brett used to print me these little notepads that were branded People would take like five, 10, 20 pages of notes on just my little 90 minute talk. And then there's my contact information. I was doing red carpet results at the time, red carpet results at the bottom. They keep it forever. They refer to it forever. And you're right there in front of them all the time. That's one. Number two, um, we now live in a technological age where you can do SMS and you can literally give people a handout by saying, text this word to this number, boom, they're opted into your SMS list and your email list. So that's a way to get the entire room in a non-committal way. But they're basically saying, I like your stuff. I want to see it. I want more. And then they're on your email list and you put them on a particular drip, boom, 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 boom. So mm -hmm. if you didn't close them in the room, you still have them to follow up with. Because most of the time when you're doing platform speaking, you are not getting a copy of the attendee list. So it is your job from stage to get everyone interested in you, whether they're buying today or not, onto your list. That's the best way to do it. Um, the other thing I used to do was interactive polls. So people would be sitting in the room and I would ask them a question, they would text the answer and it would also opt them in. But then literally on the screen, here's this chart. And then all of a sudden it goes, whoop, there's the poll results in real time. Cool. It was, it was 
tricky and innovative and everybody was like, oh my God, she really knows her stuff. Um, and then uh, for platform, you actually also need to promote. So the, the platform deal, which is normally 50-50, the person who puts the butts in the seats and you who provides the content, um, but that doesn't mean that you can be lazy because you really want to make sure that that room is packed and you definitely want to seed it with a bunch of people who already know, like, trust and love you. Those are all great tips. And I have some other questions that I want to ask you, Adrian. But before we do, let's take a quick break and a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on Speaking Show with my guest, Adrian Ashley. And Adrian, I want to ask you to bare your soul a little bit here, so to speak, and, and maybe share a couple or three mistakes that you made along the way that you would highly encourage aspiring speakers to avoid making? Oh, yes. Okay. So back before I did the the breakthrough work on being able to ask for money, um, my friend called me Mother Teresa because I'm very giving and I'm all about the content and I know I can't be replaced. There's nobody who knows everything that I do. So I'm not really worried about competition. But at this one event, there's probably 200 people in the room and it's my friend's event. So I know everybody in the room is an absolute ideal match, uh, but I psyched myself out. So right before I went on, another speaker went on. It happened to be a speaker that I know. People don't get a lot of value from. They get a lot of, uh, they get a lot of vanity mm -hmm. because they're in this program, right? They, they get vanity, but they don't actually get results. Um, so, and, and, this program was really expensive. So they go up, they do it, crush it. Like 35 people paid a freaking fortune. And I, I just felt in my heart and soul that these people were not going to get enough value. And so I got on stage and in 90 minutes delivered probably 40 pages of notes. I overwhelmed them. I gave them so much content that they, it's like, I fed them Thanksgiving dinner with 16 different side dishes, you know, three different kinds of crescent rolls and, and they're stuffed. They're practically in food coma. Uh, and then I offered them dessert. So I had literally prepared 200 binders for sale, uh, which was part of my program. And they'd get the binder to take home that day. I didn't sell one, not oh. one. Yeah. So as, as, Giving as we are, and to be in this industry, we probably are, uh, It you have to limit yourself, right? I mean, I my whole team, I cried. Like I was a hot mess. Um, and I did it to myself. I gave them so much that, you know, you really have to give them just a teaser of this, a teaser of this, a teaser of this, a teaser of this, or tell them this, 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 and this, but we're going to deep dive only on this right? You so have how, to, how, do you, how do you determine what that fine line is between too much and just enough? Practice, right? Uh, wait, if their eyes are rolling in the back of their head, it's too much. Um, the other thing is, does it elicit the response of I want more, right? Mm -hmm. So what Carrie does in her um, 
20 minute pickup line. She trained me on this. That's why I'm using her as an example. Uh, it's the three yeses. Yes, that's a problem. Yes, I have that problem. Yes, you can solve my problem, right? So if you're if you're just giving them great content, you haven't anchored it to this is their problem, right? That's the key thing. You got to get them to this is a problem. Oh, wait, this is my problem. Oh man, you can solve my problem. Boom, bye. So, so there's, there's key pieces and it's all psychological. Uh, and when you're speaking, you have to, there are things you have to master on stage. And, and this is really, really critical. I've worked with a lot of speakers in the past. Um, what are you wearing? Right. How long is your talk? If, if your talk is 90 minutes and I happen to be a six inch Louboutin stiletto girl, um, I'm not going to do a 90 minute keynote in six inch stilettos, cause my feet are gonna just kill. Um, so if I'm sitting in a fireside chat, no problem. I, I always wear Louboutins on stage, uh, unless I'm I'm now transitioning to Doc Martens just to be more comfortable, but usually I wear Louboutins. Uh, so they're gonna be shorter, but are your shoes comfortable enough? You need to work the stage. You need to make connection with everyone, including the back of the room. So your presence, right? Like I'm sitting like this cause I'm just like chilling, but right. Um, shoulders back, you want really good, strong body language. And there's these, these things that you can do. And there's videos all over the internet. You can watch about how you can literally close off your audience or make them feel like you're not even confident about your, about your offer simply by your body positioning. So you need to make sure that you are owning your offer, right? Um, little things like forward, right? So we all read left to right. So you want to make sure, and I'm dyslexic, so I don't remember which way it's supposed to be, but when you're, you want to make sure when you're talking about what they're going to get in, you know, what their future is going to look like that you do that future hand movement. Like there's these little things that will subconsciously psychologically prime your audience to buy. Um, so those, those are big ones. What are you wearing? Um, if you're going to be sitting on a panel, uh, don't wear a skirt, ladies. I mean, I know it's great, but if you're, don't wear it, like you can wear a dress, right? If if you can make sure that we're not having a Sharon Stone moment, you can totally wear a dress, but skirts tend to, you know, distract and it doesn't, it doesn't benefit you. Um, so if you're speaking, the other thing is like a lollipop, but don't lick it. Okay. Looking like you're not comfortable with a microphone um, is going to subconsciously tell them that you're new. So you want to make sure that when you speak, that that microphone is literally an affectation that you use to your advantage, right? If you've got one of those little headphones on, awesome. What are you going to do with your hands? Make sure that you have really good engagement that's drawing the audience in with your body language that they want more, right? And for the woo-woo people out there, um, my solar plexus chakra is frozen open. Makes it easier for me. Uh, Yours needs to be open because you need to project your energy across the audience and you need to be able to feel them, whether they're you're losing them or whether they're all in, whether they're leaning in and want more or whether you've completely lost them. And you need to be able to identify that. Well, those are such awesome tips, Adrian. And you know, it just makes me wonder, you know, we we did co-author a book together called ABCs of Speaking. Yep. And I mean, clearly you've I mean, you've touched on some things here that we didn't have in that book or whatever. So I, I, I may have to have you back on another episode to share some more of your wisdom at some point in time. But sure. if, somebody, if somebody wants to get into Adrian's world, how do they do that? And where should they go? 
wowisme.net is that's where pretty much everything is. Uh, I am doing a certified consultant, uh, certified consultant program because I'm retiring, which is so cool because I'm launching a a globally broadcast television show called Minting the Future. So I am all in in blockchain and I'm launching a television show. And so I'm kind of giving up clients and I needed to be able to uh, make sure that they were taken care of properly because there's a lot of bogus people out there in the world. Uh, that's the other thing as a speaker, really make sure that that what you're offering delivers and collect testimonials in the moment. I have been doing blockchain now for 10 years. And uh, when I was in the speaking world, I was always really good about every single client. I'd get a testimonial, like I had this whole process and you wanna get those preferably on video, right? Um, And then I just realized like literally my last endorsement video with the testimonials from my people who went to my events is like 10 years old. I'm like, oh my goodness, I should have been recording this whole time. So definitely do that. But I'm moving to television, transitioning out clients uh, to my community. And there we go. So that's that's where I am. And I'm at Adrian literally everywhere. (laughs) All right. Socials, you must have matching socials. Matching. Sorry. All right. So any, <laughs> all right. Aside from that, any other final words of wisdom for folks before we wrap it up today? Uh, yes. So if you're even watching this, there is something special about you and you have a message that you want to deliver to the world. So every time you get nervous and you think, I shouldn't do this, I can't do this. Yes, you can. And there is someone out there probably more than one someone who needs to hear what you have to say because you're going to change their life. Keep that in the back of your mind that as you walk through the world, your gift is a gift. It's supposed to be given to the world and shared with the world. And if you don't do that, you're actually damaging someone else's potential future. So just step up and and glow, do your thing. Well, as some would say, awesome sauce. So yes, um, <laughs> that's like my favorite word. <laughs> right, so this has been another episode of the Spot On and Speaking Show with Brett Ridgeway. If you haven't had a chance yet, hop on over to spotonandspeaking.com and register there so you can be notified of, of upcoming episodes. And if you haven't had a chance, also hop on over to brettridgeway.com and grab a copy of my free report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. But Adrian, thank you so much. And as every time. I wish everybody the greatest success in all they do as you work to build your own profitable speaking business. Take care. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in and remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.